All of these things that he has called his elect people to do. Who are his elect people? Those that he has chosen and those that he has set apart. Those that are baptized believers. I'm going to help you today. If you will open up your hearts and minds on today, I promise you, I will not be before you long. But you will leave here with a better perspective on what God has called his children to do. Amen. And we do. We wear many hats. We do. We are mothers. We're wives. We're sisters. <laughs> we're workers. We're, we're chefs because, well, I'm not. My husband did cooking, but I'm a chef at times. But we do various things in our homes, on our jobs, in our community. Yes. Uh, there are different styles of hats. They come in all shapes, sizes, right. and colors. Some of us even go as far as say, well, I can't wear that style because that doesn't fit my head. This one is too small. This one is too wide. This one is just, you know, we just come up with all excuses when it comes to hats. But God has given us some garments that we can put on. Every last one of us. And there is no excuse why we shouldn't. All right. All right now. All right now. So I want to talk about these spiritual hats. And get you to understand that apart from this, we can't do anything to please God. Because he has called us to walk in humility. And sometimes we don't understand what humility is. Humility is not anything that's weak. It's to deny yourself and to look at others to be more than you are. All right. The Bible says we all have to think ourselves to be more highly than we ought to. All right. Therefore, if I'm going to walk in humility, I may have to decrease and elevate somebody else. All right. All right. Sometimes that's hard for us to do it. Yeah. All right. Come on. Because somebody done made me mad. So you think I'm going to be humble to them? Think about it. I didn't write it, God did. Yeah, okay. yeah. And guess what? It convicted me before I, when I was reading it, it was convicting me because I saw <coughs> where I needed to yeah. straighten up. Yeah. yeah. Walk right. Yes, Fly right. All right. Get yeah. in line. Yeah. And that's what the word will do. It'll convict you yes, first. Yes, it will. Yeah. Yes, it will. It'll show you you and your shortcomings. That yeah. way you can't yeah. say, uh huh, that's sister so and so. Amen. Yeah, that's the way she is. No, he said, that's you. Uh huh. Yeah. Come on now. And he said, that's what we have to do when it comes to humility. Yes. We have to walk in forgiveness. Yes. It's hard, isn't it, when somebody do you wrong? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And God said, you got to forgive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. guess yeah. what? He made it so clear. He said, forgive so that my Father in heaven will forgive you. you. Yes. So I'm going to forgive you whether I want to or not. Yes. I don't know about you, but I need God's forgiveness. Yes. Right right I need right right my past sins. I need it for my presence. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
they made us mad. Come on now. Somebody feel Yeah. And they hurt our feelings. Uh -huh. So it's a cycle. Right. Yeah, but God is saying you got to put this on. You got yeah. to. You got to walk in it. Yeah, and it's not anything that you can do today and say, "Well, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna do it tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. Come because on. what if God did us like that? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to forgive you, right. Tabitha, mm -hmm. because you did me wrong five years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. come on now. Some people are going to their grave holding on.
my mind. Uh -huh. He's jacked up. Yeah. Jacked up. Come on now. Come on, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Real. We got to be gentle with people. We gentle with babies. Then when they get a certain age, we rough on them too. But he's requiring us to be gentle. Gentle means a mild disposition. It's okay to look sweet, approachable. Some people look so hard that folks scared to say something to them. But you have to have patience. Man. But not just with yours, but you have to have patience right. 
with all people. Because we don't know who God's going to put in our path. All right? But patience is a virtue. I'm telling you, it's something that you have to pray to God. I tell my husband this all the time. He tell you, I say, you need to pray and ask God to give you patience. I said, there are some things I need him to do for me. But I said, patience is what you need. And then I turn around and tell him, I said, because I prayed about patience long ago. Yeah. I needed patience, and God gave it to me. And sometimes I said, God, why did you give me the patience that you give me? Because, yeah, yeah. patience yeah, man. to yeah. deal with people. Everybody's not going to get to the same place exactly. at the same time. All right, all and right. Sometimes when we get saved, we get so saved that when somebody else is oh, struggling man. and they're trying to get there, oh, man, all of a sudden we just can't, we just don't yeah. understand. I can't yeah. believe that. How come they don't have this? How come they won't get this? Exactly. Why is it taking them so long? It took you that long, you just didn't realize it. Yeah. 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 It takes a long time. Why? Because it's just like when a baby is learning to walk, man. they crawl. Then when they think they can walk, they stumble, they fall, we right. keep them up, they Man. do it. It's a process. Yes, we have to have patience with people who are on this journey. Because it, we didn't get there overnight. Some of us just got saved, probably when we hit our 40s and 50s. And then we look at 20-something years old, and we think they're supposed to have it all together. Right. Yeah. They done joined the church, and now if they mess up, I can't believe they mess up. They're supposed to be saved. We got to have patience right. to win them over. Man. Yeah. And you can win them over because they'll listen to you. They're not going to listen to you when you're hollering and you're fussing. Right, and right. You're, I know because I done done it and they didn't hear nothing I said. <laughs> so I learned to be quiet and talk right, with meekness. All and right, I, I always picked the right time to even talk to my kids. And it had to be when we were driving somewhere for them to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start talking to them about this thing called life. Yeah. And this thing about how you carry yourself, the things you ought to be doing. Man. No, I and I tell them I didn't do it the right way. Yeah. And sometimes I think if I had somebody telling me all along yeah. some of the mistakes yeah. I made, I wouldn't have made them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I thank God for forgiveness. Yeah. I thank God for repentance. But you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then when you learn, you go back and you strengthen someone else yeah. and you help them navigate through this thing. Because right? it's serious business. Ma'am. All right. But every day that you get up, get up, that the Lord allow you to see a brand new day. Put on those attributes. Yeah. Put on compassion. Because it'll help somebody along the way. Somebody had it for you. That's right. We say all the time. Somebody pray for me. Sometimes we don't even know who it was. Yeah, all right. Somebody pray yeah, 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 yeah. And we used to know how to pray. Yeah. When we were out there doing our thing, we yeah. weren't thinking about praying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there were covered by someone else. Lord, 
Yes. This is my prayer when I open my eyes. Create in me a clean heart right. yes. and renew a right spirit within me. Yes, Lord. And whatever your desire, your will is for me this day, you direct my path. Don't let me do it. You do it. Yes, Lord. And guess what? When I'm disobedient, after asking him that, something always happens. And then he said, I thought you told me to do it. So I will leave you with this. Challenge yourself to put on these attributes. Mm. We talk about the spiritual hats. We talk about the physical hat. Those are all fine and dandy. Those are things you can make a choice to wear, not wear, put up, you don't have, you can do whatever. But these, you don't have a choice in the car. Right. If you're gonna be on the Lord's side, yeah. Yeah. he's clear about his word. Man. He doesn't change his word for me. That's right. That's you, right. pastor, musician, man. Even, yeah. missionary. His word is the same for everybody. Man. Man. And be thankful that people can't place you somewhere because some people will wow. put you in hell. Yes. And God will not so. So we have to, God said, I reign on the just as well as the just. All right now. He's a just God. He didn't say he was fair. He said I'm a just man. God. Yes, man. yes. So we have to be serious about his business. I'm so serious about his business because I know one day I got to lay down. Yes, yes. yes. And I always say, I don't do a whole lot of talking. I said, may the works <coughs> I done speak for me. Man. Yes. And if I don't touch but, but one person yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. then my living will not have yeah. been yeah. Man. 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 I'm right there. Thank God. 
beginning at verse 25, Mark chapter 5, beginning at verse 25, and we're going to read down to verse 34, Mark 5, 25 through 34. I'm going to read it both from the New International Version and then from the Message Bible because it says something a little bit different that I don't want us to miss. And so Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34, a familiar passage, and it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Then she heard about Jesus, and she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his cloak, yeah. I will be healed. Yeah. Immediately. Look at somebody tell me immediately. Yeah. Her bleeding stopped, yeah. and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my cloak? And you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, yet you have the nerve to ask who touched you? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. From the Message Bible now. It says, after a woman who had suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years, a long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly, taking all her money, leaving her worse off than before. But she heard about Jesus, but she slipped in from behind him and touched his robe. She was thinking to herself all along, if I can put just a finger on his robe, I can get well. And the moment she did that, the flow of blood dried up. She could feel the change and knew her plague was over and done with. At that same moment, Jesus felt energy discharging from him. He turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? And his disciples said, what are you talking about? With a crowd this size pushing and jostling against you, you're asking, who touched me? Dozens of people have touched you. But Jesus went on asking, looking around to see who had done it. And the woman, knowing what had happened, Knowing what she that she was the one, stepped up in fear and was trembling, knelt before him and gave him the whole story. And Jesus said to her, him, to her, daughter, you took a risk of faith, and now you are healed and whole. Live well, live blessed, be healed of this plague. I would thank you, God, to give you glory for the opportunity to divide your word among your people. So I ask God not to choose to be a master preacher, that she would give us understanding. God, that you allow this word to be a blessing, God, to those who are in earshot. I thank you, Lord, God, that you allow this word to come forth and you give me some music. Jesus name, we give you glory, God, we bless you. The people of God said together. Amen. So this is a familiar passage of scripture for us. The woman with the issue of blood. You all may be seated. The woman with the issue of blood. Uh, we hear about it in Sunday school. We've got umpteen choirs and, and quartet songs about it. It's just one of the one of the songs or one of the stories in scripture that we know. But as I looked at it, I tried not to, think, to, to preach around things, but as I thought about the issue of women, and God has really been dealing with me around ministry to women here lately, um, I could not think of a more befitting text. I really struggled between this text and the one about Mary Magdalene, but I settled on this one with the issue.
issue of blood because I think that sometimes we overlook the fullness of her experience and go directly to the miracle that happened for her, that transpired for her. But I want to take a moment today for us to back up and to just look at what might have been her experience. We are focusing on women this weekend, which is awesome, but I believe that even if the men look a little deeper in this text, we can find even something for you. So as we look today, I want us to acknowledge oftentimes in church, we find ourselves working to make sure that we have on our Sunday best, that we always look like the same sanctified going on that heaven and high, that we always look like we ain't going through. That's why when you ask us the only thing we can say, at how you doing, I'm blessed and how you there. Really, are you today or are you going through something? We have this notion that we have to put on a facade, put on a mask, put on a face, put on a hat to cover our face or our, to veil what it is that we are really going through. So for a few moments today, I want you to ponder this thought. Touch somebody and tell them, I've got issues. I've got issues. That was hard for some of y'all even that day. I've got issues. There you go. I can go on I've got issues. I'll write that. Jesus says in scripture, in the gospels, he says, I don't come for those who are well. Yeah, yeah. But I come for those who are sick. Symbolically, God is allowing a foundation for you to be laid for what is next. 
The scripture says to us that she had been left off worse than when she had begun going to the doctor in the morning. I want to offer us a set of questions today. The first of them is, do you really desire to be healed? See, it's like an interesting question. Of course I want to be healed. Of course I don't want to be in pain. Really, though? Of course, of course I don't want to feel like I'm lost. Really? I want you to have an honest conversation with yourself because just like we lie to folks, we also lie to ourselves. Amen. Do I really want to be healed? Or I'll switch the language. Do I really want to be made whole? Jesus says to her at the end, woman, he doesn't say be healed because the scripture tells us she had already been healed immediately of her condition when she touched him. But Jesus says to her at the end, be made whole. Wholeness versus healing. Healing tricks symptoms. Wholeness fixes everything. So he says, be made whole. Nothing broken, nothing missing. So the question is, do you really desire to be made whole? Here's the thing about being made whole. Being made whole requires that you let go of some stuff. Being made whole requires that you be willing to take some risks. Being made whole requires that you be willing to walk this thing out on your own. Be willing that you be willing to be, be embarrassed or perhaps not know the song fully, although you did this morning. Being made whole requires that you be willing to stretch okay, yeah. and to acknowledge that I got issues. Yeah. We walk around to walk to be made whole. We walk around to do something miraculous in us, yet we will not acknowledge that we She's just thinking about her healing. She's just thinking about not bleeding anymore. I asked some women who 
Come on. As if God didn't hear you yeah. the first time. Yeah. I want to pause here and make a connection now between what God does and what we say. Huh? How you doing? Oh, I made it. Oh, how you doing, Greg? You need to show me what this was just right. Y'all need to be working class. How you doing? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to get. Why are you trying to catch cold? I don't understand why you would try All right. to catch a cold. <laughs> Yeah. 
mask that yeah. he yes, But when we are willing to take off the mask, yeah. to take off the hat, to come out from behind closed doors and say to God, God, here it is. This is what I'm going through. God, I'm tired. I don't understand what it is my next steps. I'm not broken. God, there's been so much that I've gone through. Some things that I've inflicted upon myself. Some things that have not been any fault of my own. God, I feel like I'm at my wit's end. God, I feel like I'm at the end of my road. God, my heart is broken. God, my mind is overwhelmed. God, I feel like I'm about to go crazy. Not right now. When we are able to release those things from our mind and to acknowledge the issues that we have before God, the scripture says, Jesus said to him, don't your faith has healed Here's the thing. We give Jesus the credit for healing her. As if he turned around and laid hands upon her and said, we got you. He didn't see her coming. All right. The message Bible says that she came up from behind him yeah. and touched him. Yeah. He felt power go from his body, so he knew he had been touched. Yeah. But Jesus says to her, no, 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 no. It is not I that have healed you. But it's your faith and the power that will be yes. 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 Peace is something that we throw around but that we not many of us actually have. Yeah. Well, first thing, I'm, I'm just worried. I'm just stressed out. I'm just depressed. You don't have peace in right. Here's the thing. She's suffering for 12 years. She hears about Jesus. She's willing to risk everything because she really desires to be healed and to be made whole. And so she goes out to the street. She risks her life. She reaches out and touches him. But Jesus knows that these 12 years have not just been about her pleading. That there have been so many other things that have come because she's lost everything. Might be homeless at this point. People have misunderstood her. People have talked about her. People have, have, have scandalized her name. Even in her physical suffering, she still didn't have any peace. So Jesus says, yes, your faith has healed you has healed your symptoms, has stopped your bleeding. He said, but there's still something else I need to speak in your life. Be made whole. Yeah. Go in peace yeah. and be made whole. Right. Jesus is saying something similar to us today. That we come to church and we come for our Sunday fill-up and our midweek fill-up. And we go out the rest of the six or five or six days of the week. And we push back into our minds the things that we are going through. We, we may say something to somebody and we might not. Those that we try to say something to are like the doctors with the woman with the issue of blood. It says, when she got done with the doctors, she was worse off than when she started. That's why I actually want you to understand the steps of your healing. Because when you get through talking to your sister girl, and yes. texting and on social media and Googling all the answers as opposed to being on your face and seeking God, the scripture says to us that we will be worse off than we yeah. did. Uh, and so God said to us that there are many of us in the house who have issues, yeah. that we are going through issues that we have been suffering for for a long time, and God has laid a foundation whereby we can receive the hearing and the wholeness that comes at his head. Yeah. Yet he said to us, you've got to be reminded of your where your help comes from. Where is 
as you said to your feet this morning. There's always, there's always something it seems like. What they say, it rain, when rain can pour, it seems like there's always something. If there was a quartet song, Moses, and everywhere I turn, there's trouble. Even though we find ourselves, particularly as we put in here, struggling, going through, yes, yes. suffering, she just said she was suffering, from loss, from stress, from depression, from just being overwhelmed in We've heard about Jesus. Yes. And so the question that God has for us is what's keeping you from reaching out and from touching you. The scripture says to us that she came up from behind him. She came up from behind him. Which is important for that story. But I want to read from us, for us. He wrote Hebrews, it says, chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest yeah. who has ascended to heaven, that Jesus is of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Yes, yes. So when we sing and we pray and we affirm our faith and we come yeah. and talk about yeah. how awesome God is, yeah. this scripture says, Hold firmly to the faith you talk about. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. So when she turned around, when he turned around and said, who touched me? He didn't do it just because, but it's because he was able to empathize with her suffering. He himself will be bleeding in a few weeks. Well, it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. So when we question our worthiness and say, God, I've done some horrible things even yesterday. God, I was in some places even last night where I should not have been. He says, he, there is no way that we have been tempted. That he himself has not always been tempted, also been tempted. Verse 16, though, it's our call today. It says, let us then approach God's name with confidence. King James says, boldly, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The scripture says to us, the woman with the issue of blood came up from behind Jesus. Yes, yes. To touch him. She was afraid. Yes. She didn't know what was going to happen to her. God says to us today that we no longer have to approach him from behind. All right, all right. But that we can come boldly. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know that we can touch him. Something is going to happen. You have issues. The altar is open. You've got issues that you walked into this church with. Issues that you don't need to leave here with. And Jesus says that if you will just come, if you will just get the mindset of the woman with the issue of blood, and if you will just reach out and touch me, my commandment to you is the same as it will be with her. Beloved, your faith has healed you. Now go in peace and be made holy. The altar is open this morning. If you know 
know that you have issues, things that you have placed before the Lord, things that you are struggling with every angle yes, yes. in this building. Yes, yes. The things that you have been struggling with, things yes. that have embarrassed you, things yes. that you've been carrying around for years, abuse and yes. abuse. You have been the abused or the abuser. Yes, Lord. Guilt that you've been carrying around. People that you have cut down yes. with your words. Yes, or words Lord. that people have used to cut you down. Glory to God. Jesus says, as you come, the scripture says that when she turned around, when Jesus turned around and said, Who was it? He says she came before him and she kneeled before him. Yes. yes. I invite you to deal with this. All right now. Yes, Lord. He says that she knelt before him. And she said it was me. She began to tell him the whole story. As you kneel this morning, there are others in the building. And you can continue to come. As you begin now to tell God the whole story as if you were a stranger. Who did not already know the story. As you tell him the story, as you activate the faith that is already alive and working. Jesus says to you, my daughter, my son. Your faith has been born. Thy name. We know that David is not saying 
teach me the law because he was already aware of God's laws. But, but I'm a firm believer that I believe that God was, being that David was in a place, every song was so prophetic to the word of God. Everything was divinely connected from I told the storm to the battle is not mine, it's the Lord. All the way down to we got a right to praise God. And then the woman of God, the first lady, tapped it off with I need thee over. I need thee. I don't know what weight you carried in on today. I don't know if you came by weight of broken relationships. I don't know if you came by weight of basically going through what you're going through in your households, or maybe it's something on your job, maybe it's friendships, maybe it's family members, but if we can just get comfortable today and take off the mask. I'm like the woman that got me, she's a little quiet in here. But when you think about the goodness of Jesus, and all that he's done for you, Charge. My God, it's a 
cycle. It's time to break the cycle of doing everything the same. We become so complacent in certain areas that you got to have a standard about yourself. And when I look at a standard, a standard signifies who you are. A standard signifies who you are. Who are you in him? I know the world is, is depicting a picture and they're doing any and everything. And a lot of times you want to base your lifestyle on the stilettos of the celebrities or the lifestyle of the celebrities. But God has called you to a higher calling of being set apart for the end time work. But God is saying in this season, will you be the one? God, I, I feel a stirring in the house. He's stirring my spirit and he's shifting me. I feel God, I feel God stirring something inside of St. Mark. Uh, St. Mark is historically known. God has used so many elders, the pioneers, but the mantles. You see a transfer of mantles. And he's calling the women and the daughters and the daughters of society to rise up in this season. To rise up. To rise up and to do the work that God has called us to do.
Yes, sir. It is a good season and a time to examine ourselves very yeah, closely yeah, yeah. and begin to look at the standards that you have set. And then we got to sometimes when you look at standards, you're looking at the minimum, the bare minimum, and dealing with maximum. And it's a season to minimize you and maximize God. Because God is going to get the glory in everything. And even David was at a point to where he was operating in minimal capacity. But the God of increase and expansion, he's ready to but before you can be increased and expanded, you got to revisit the standards that you have set for yourself. Oh, yeah. That's why sometimes a standard will cause you to let go of people that you don't want to let go of. Sometimes standards will cause you to obey God when He says, Come out from amongst them and be separated. You got to guard your earbuds, you got to guard your eyes, and you got to tame your tongue. That we're so separated that we're not liberated. And then we got so many that were forever learning but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. But Jesus is a way, He's a truth and a light. It's a good day today, women of God, to rise up and say, God, I'm set your sight. And then come, there's a miracle in your next move. And if I can put a relation to it, the woman with the issue of blood. Well, we don't do some unusual things. Not only unusual for a woman to do her time to go out unclean. Come on, somebody. But she was on her last week and she had a minimum capacity. And I heard her talking about step up faith. Look at your sister and say, My faith is increasing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
sisters that are full of sin. And the Lord told me to drop this word on you. S-I-N. The next time you see a sister in S-I-N, know that it's a sister in need. The next time you see a sister know it's somebody in need. And the question where your lifestyle be the standard by which the kingdom is judged. Will you be the standard? It's time to stop all the lip service and start with the footwork.
Be like the woman with the issue of blood. Who was bound for 12 long years. Make a decision that you're going to do some unusual things. Because you heard Jesus was coming through St. Mark today. And this may be the last time that you can grab hold to the hell of his fathers. And if you do what she did, he said her faith made a hole. Her faith interrupted his routes. God wants to do an interruption because I feel it in my spirit. I feel a breaking and I feel a labor like a Ray labor womb experience. That he's trying to burn some women out of the womb, those babies that don't want to come out. But he said, you coming out today because you got a call on your life. And he's calling you to a higher standard and a higher call. Be empowered, but search your hearts and your minds. Don't conform to this world, but be renewed in your mind. Because God has a greater call and a greater need of you. I charge this atmosphere to answer the call that there'll be the standard. Be the standard that the next generation needs. Because in a time of falling standards, they don't have anyone to lead. Them. Don't let the gang member be the standard. Don't let the drugs be the standard. We're called to be carriers of life and not channels of death. And we kill enough people with our mouth. Come on now. You're the standard. You have a right a reason and a responsibility to pray
wish the kingdom was judged. 